What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Hawk Talk on Melrose. Got Tyler here again. Um, we got a big game this weekend. Big noon kickoff, uh, which I have some thoughts on that. We'll get into that a little bit later. But Tyler, what's going on, man? Uh, can't wait to see you in less than 48 hours. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I, you know, this is a big game, right? Like this is the, this is real first, I would say first, you know, big, big home game of the year where we're all kind of like, well, especially now we're, we're a bit nervous, yeah. but no, yeah. it's, it's going to be, it's going to be quite the, quite the game. And yeah, I, I agree. It's, I love big noon kickoff. I love the, you know, if you're watching on home at television on Fox, you got Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt, and as Colin would say, the all American right. girl, Jenny Taff. So a uh, great crew to watch it on TV. I, I, I agree with you. I think I got some thoughts on, on it being a, a noon or 11 o'clock kickoff here, but yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm excited. It's, yeah. it's, we're, it's here basically. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge game. It's a game that we'll obviously get into, and we have our thoughts on the game and kind of where we're leaning towards, so we'll get into all that. So here are the topics for today. We're going to get into uh, the injuries uh, that Iowa has faced so far this year and has continued to face. It's honestly kind of annoying, but it is what it is, I guess. Uh, quarter report card, we didn't – I guess we did kind of do it last week where we graded each um, position, but – um, after three games, I know it's technically four games, but after three games, I like to do like a quarter report card and then we'll do uh quote unquote midterms after the sixth game. And then, um, yeah, we'll just kind of see how we go there. Uh, thoughts on the big noon kickoff. Then we're going to get into, uh, the Michigan preview and prediction, and then we'll finish off the podcast with our mailbag and wager winners, which man, I had a rough weekend last week. I went, oh, and five on wager winners. Not good. I I'm never that bad. Like, I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah. Me um, and you both. I, I went one and four. It, it was not good. Bad, um, bad. I will say though, I did hit some bets that I actually did wager on that. I like legitly did, but, um, some of those I, I did as well. And yeah, I lost some money on that. So not, not a good week. So let's get right into it. Uh, let's talk a little injuries. Um, once again, yesterday, Ferentz announced kind of a, Kind of a shitty situation. Justin Jacobs out for the year. Um, I don't really know the injury, I guess. Came back one game. Um, didn't even play, what, like half the – probably played like the first couple drives, and that was about it. So he's out for the year now, and it just adds to the list of amount of guys that we have injured right now. And and I get it. Every football team has um, injuries, you know, right? It's it's part of the, it's part of the game. Um, you know, the attrition, all that, you know, I get that. Uh, but man, it's like, you look at the list. I mean, I, I wrote down just a list of players that we have, um, we have had on injury. So like on offense, you know, Gavin Williams, number one, now he's back. I get that, but you know, he was out a few games. He was out the first game and he was very limited against Iowa state. Um, Nico Regani, you know, he was out the first two weeks. Now he's back, but you know, he's still getting kind of in full swing of things. Keegan Johnson. I, I don't know what the hell is going on with him. Um, that is like, a, I mean, that you could talk about the entire episode, um, because that entire yeah. situation just seems really kind of weird. Uh, Devonte vines, uh, he's out, you know, half the year, who knows when he'll be back. Uh, Brody Brecht, you know, obviously he, um, is back now, but once again, he's kind of like Nico where, you know, he was out for so long, you know, just trying to get, you know, back in condition and stuff like that. And then Jacob Bostic, who, was having a promising camp, uh, apparently from what I've read and kind of what Colby said is he, he's out for the year. So 
and then and then offensive line, uh, David uh, David Cow, I think is how you pronounce his name, a guy that was going to contribute. He was a four star out of Illinois. He's out for the year, so like you know, and that offensive line, you know, especially guard play, man, we we need you know all the depth there that we can. So offensively, yeah, it's we've been hit, and then defensively, YA Black, he's out. Who knows when he'll be back? Um, Terry Roberts, you know, he's been limited. He didn't play at all last week. Justin Jacobs, obviously now out Jamari Harris. He's out for the year. Noah Shannon, who was got hurt during Nevada. He did play against Rutgers, but he's another injury. So like, it's just like, man, it's just, it's starting to pile up. It's not, it's not good. Not yeah. Good the, the injury bugs, very contagious around Iowa city right now. I don't know. It seems like everybody's, everybody's getting hit with it at some point. And, and yeah, that's, that's the one thing about this team, right? Like we're not, <clears throat> especially when you, you know, you talk about the offense, like we need all the help that we can get. We need our best players yeah. out there. And I think, you know, not having, you know, specifically wide receivers and, and running backs that, you know, are our starters. I mean, that's, that's not a, not a great, great, uh, what's the word? Well, it's just not great for our offense. It makes it, makes it even tougher for, for our already not great offense. Yeah, exactly. And like deep defensively too. Um, you know, I, I get, it. I mean, defense where we're really good, but when you start having these injuries pile up, it's, it, it it's not going to be a good thing. Like you need guys, you need YA black back, you know, you need, you want to have Justin Jacobs back there. You, you want to have Terry Roberts yeah. or Jamari Harris, even though right now we're pretty good at with Riley Moss and, and Cooper DeGene, but you need that depth because what if one of those guys gets hurt? Right. Um, and so it, it does, it, it does suck. I will say this though, and I'm not saying this in a good thing because I would take just, I mean, if you told, asked me like to have him back tomorrow, I would, but the only good thing is, and I'm going to say, it's really hard to say it like this, but it will be nice to have him back next year because I really think that Justin Jacobs was probably going to leave after this year, go to the NFL. And he's obviously, you know, he's out for the year now. He's barely played this year. Like unless he transfers, he's going to be back next year. And Considering the fact that we would have lost, you know, we're gonna lose Jack. Campbell could he still? This year. Could he still go to the NFL? He could, but once again, I mean, he barely I mean, played already, this year. I mean, he's yeah. not gonna his 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 stock is gonna be so low. It's like you're you're gonna want to come back. You know, NFL teams are well. Number one, are gonna be like, well, you were injured all last year. You know, why why take a gamble on you? But number two, there's not gonna be much film on him. I mean, like he barely played this year. He played yeah pretty much the entire South Dakota State game, and that was it. <clears throat> And so he's going to probably be back, like I said, unless he transfers, which I don't see him doing that. So going into this year, you know, it's something that we really didn't talk about because obviously it's this year. We still have all, you know, why even talk about next year, but we were going to lose Seth Benson, Jack Campbell, and Justin Jacobs um, because Seth Benson, Jack Campbell are both seniors. And then Justin Jacobs is a junior, but we just kind of figured he was probably going to leave. And that would have been a huge void to fill. So at least, with him probably coming back next year, it's going to be nice having at least one guy, one of the guys back. But I was thinking that last night when we was kind of preparing this episode was holy shit. Our defense, we thought we think our defense is good this year. Like our defensive backs next year, you know, we'll, you know hopefully Jamar Harris gets back healthy. Obviously Cooper DeGene, Terry Roberts, Xavier. Um, I don't know about Kayvon Merriweather. He'll probably leave. I think he actually is a senior. Um, and then Quinn Schulte will be back. So, um, <laughs> Defense should be in good hands for quite some time, uh, which is a which is kind of a good thing. That's kind of a a side thing from this entire topic that we're talking about. But just thought I'd add that in there. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they're going to be 
<clears throat> we've got a we've got plenty of talent. You know, that's and again, that's one of those things like the defense. I just it's year in and year out. I'm just never really that concerned with it until until I see it out on the field. And and I just haven't seen that under under Phil Parker. No, so I, I've I, got great confidence really any year that that he's there. I you know, I I'm not I'm not gonna be, you know, worried on that side of the football. Yeah. Well, you just I mean you saw that against Rutgers. You know, Justin Jacobs gets hurt. We bring in, and then Cooper DeGene obviously has to go out outside because Terry Roberts is hurt. And then, you know, so we're forced to play Sebastian Castro at the cash and he did yeah. just fine. You know, he, he got a uh, fumble or he, well, he, he, he wasn't the one that obviously it was Kayvon, but he was the one that forced it. And, you know, he did just fine. So like, yeah, I, like, I trust Phil. I trust what he does. I trust whatever player goes out there. I trust him. And, um, yeah, so like off defensively, I'm never really that concerned. Offensively, though, on the other hand, it's like, yeah, you know, you start seeing some of these injuries pile up, especially at the wide receiver room. Um, it's not a good thing at all. So we got to hope we start getting a little bit healthy because once again, it's not like we're in the last stages of the season where this stuff is kind of happening. I mean, we're not the 11th or 12th game. I mean, this is literally the yeah. fourth game in and we're already seeing injury after injury. I mean, I would hate to see what it's going to be looking like come November, but um, let's just hope some of these guys get back healthy. I mean, we need some of these guys back for sure. So, um, all right, let's get into the quarterly report card, even though it's not really quarterly because we've already, we've gone through four games. Um, we should have really done this after the Nevada game. Cause I would have been three games, but we kind of did anyways last week. Uh, but I just thought, you know, Looking at it again, um, I'm going to include the Rutgers game in this. So quarterback play, I'm still going to give it a D just because Spencer has shown improvement, but still not enough for me to be like, no, you know, I'm going to give him a, a little bit more of a raise. Like I, I need to see like another maybe game or two of solid improvement for me to raise his overall grade. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it, and again, I don't want to take anything away from Rutgers, but that's, I mean, we're, we're talking about the Big Ten. You've got you've got a game specifically this weekend to really show or prove that you know you deserve to be the starting quarterback, and that you know you you've gotten better as the season's gone on, and yeah. and, and all that. So I agree with you. I'm still in that in about that category. As yeah, well. give it like a, now if he has a decent game against Michigan, may, yeah, I might right. raise it to and and, and honestly, he, it's it's the what the fourth fourth game of the fifth game of the year. Like he should be improving. I know it's Michigan still, but he should be improving. Improving, yeah, for sure. Uh, running backs. Now this one, like you could, I mean, hell, you might even think it might be an A. I'm giving it an A minus just for purposes, just because obviously, you know, I think it could be better, but an A minus just because for how bad the offensive line is. I mean, they're still getting, yeah, you know, decent amount of yards, and I'm liking what I'm seeing, and I think. You know, the sky's the limit, especially for like Keegan John or not Keegan, Caleb uh John. Why am I drawing a blank of his last name right now? Caleb Johnson, yeah. Caleb Johnson, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, <laughs> Gavin Williams, you know, I have kind of my thoughts on that. I think it should be Caleb and get and LaShawn as kind of the running back number one, and then Gavin's kind of that guy that you sprinkle in, but we'll see what happens. You like that grade of an A minus? Yeah, I mean, I think again, you you look at the offensive line, like you mentioned, they're doing <laughs> They're probably doing way better than than most people give them credit for. Considering our offensive line is so bad, and half the time they does seem like there's guys in the backfield, and they're having to make a move and get 
you know, a positive yard or two. So, no, I think the and again, we for as much as we utilize them in the past game and everything like that, like I think if if Iowa's offense really utilized them in the past game and the run game, I think you would see, you know, a really, you know, like a Caleb Johnson really go off in, in certain areas of the, you know, in the game. And, you know, like I said, yeah, I think a minus a somewhere around there is about where I would put him. Yeah. I still think we need to start running more out of shotgun, get rid of more, less of the zone blocking, more yeah. of a power running football team, but a lot more. I, I, I would love to spread teams out and shotgun formation with our running backs, but too good to be well, true. And again, like we don't utilize our receivers like at all. So why no. do we not utilize our running backs? Like, I don't get that. Caleb Johnson, yeah. like you get the ball in his hands. I guarantee you, he's going to make a play. Exactly. Well, so that, that it's just kind of misses makes me mad too. But. Yep. Well, a lot of the offense, uh, you can make the case <laughs> makes you mad. So, uh, wide receiver. I mean, I don't know. D plus it's hard to, yeah. It, I, I mean, injury is, it's tough with it injury. Is. If, you know, if we were I, if we were healthy and we had if yeah. we literally had Keegan Johnson, Nico Regani, which Nico, like I said, I mean he's back, but is he a hundred percent yet? Right. You know, Probably Brody, uh, yeah. Arlen Bruce. If we had maybe Jacob Bostic, uh, Devontae Vines. I mean, yeah, it would probably be more in the B-ish range. But, yeah, injuries have kind of plagued that, and it's not really their fault. But until, obviously, right. I see a little bit more of improvement there. D and, plus. again, that, that's that's quarterback dependent as well. So, I mean, yeah. that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand a little bit. And I think, But I think, yeah, I, I agree. Right right there, right with with the talent that we have out on the field right now, it's it's not great. Yeah. Tight ends, I'm giving it a B. I know it, they've been a huge reason or huge thing in our passing game. It's really what makes up our passing yards. But we've also seen some drops and it kind of, you know, and we saw against Rutgers and we've seen it all year where, you know, guys are just dropping some balls. Um, Obviously, I I love our tight ends. I love Sam Laporta, but he does drop some balls ever so often. So I got to give it a B for now. I just think there's, I don't know, going into the year, I just, I was way more like up. Not uh, what's the word? Yeah, like we we had we had higher expectations. High, yep, higher expectations for, for, for our the, tight ends, and so yep, far it's not been bad. But it, I don't know; it could be better. Yeah, just my my two cents. Uh, offensive line, then a D. I mean, once again, we've seen improvement, but it hasn't been consistent. Kind of like the quarterback play; it almost feels like it's more worse than than good on most cases. So, give it a D for now. Hopefully, that improves. So, a GPA of a two. I don't know. Does that, is that what you came up with? You well, that yeah. According <clears throat> to this 0. website, two point okay. Does that does that uh you you pass college a, with a two right? I mean, it's not. Uh, it's, I don't. I don't know what. I don't remember what you have to get to to pass in, in college, but yeah, yeah. I don't. Geez, all D's and D. Well, I guess you have an A minus in there for running back. I was yeah, like, yeah, you know, and a B for two. tight end. So yeah, yeah no. you know, you you know, it's, two two's not bad. If it's passing, it's freaking barely passing that's all i'm gonna say yeah uh i'm not gonna spend too much time on the defense i just put defensive line a linebacker a corner a and then safety a plus and why i put an a plus for safety is because number one we have not given up any like long down the field because of a blown coverage you know usually safeties are playing zone we have not seen that yet now north south dakota state we almost But it didn't, you know, we were lucky that the guy overthrew him. But then not only that, but like Kayvon Merriweather has just been everywhere on the field, right? Yeah. And Quinn Schulte, the same thing. They, yep. They're they so good in open field tackling, right? And then like the last game, you know, obviously Kayvon picked out the fumble, turned in a touchdown, had another 
interception. I mean, like the safeties have been playing unreal a plus for them. And you could probably make the case a plus for the entire defense. I mean, hell we are number one right. in scoring oh, yeah. defense, Yeah, but yeah. there's always a little <clears throat> bit of, you know, there's always something that you can improve on, right? There's always something like, for example, at corners, like Riley Moss has given up some plays. So it's like, yeah, maybe a touchdown a little bit, right? Defense line, you know, sometimes we get, you know, the rushing attack on some drives that team yeah. can, you know, oh. get easy rushing yards. So uh, maybe slide it down just a notch. But other than, but a GPA of 4.08, now you're definitely passing college with that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's an A plus in college. So, yep. I mean, when your defense scores at the rate that they do, can, like when you wind it up with the offense, I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but like we have two defensive touchdowns, we have two safeties. I mean, yeah, you're 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 a pretty dang good defense, and and we're number one in points per game on defense, and I think sixth overall or something like that. And um, yeah, which I, I which I'm going to share that here soon to the yeah, just okay. in case people. Don't. But yeah, it, it's it's pretty damn good. I mean, um, you can't. There's there's nothing to to criticize there at all. No. I'm sorry. Just- um. Special teams, just real quick, kick return B plus. It has gotten better. I love Caleb Johnson, the kickoff return. I know yeah, you said that. I think great addition. Yep. yep. Uh punt return, I don't know, like a B. I know who who's been fielding punts? Has it been Cooper? I think it I think it was Cooper DeGene this last I it, it was Arlen Bruce like the first couple games, but I think it's been Cooper the last couple, or maybe against Rutgers for sure. But I just haven't really seen anything. I mean, it hasn't been bad. At least we haven't muffed a punt or whatever. But I don't have many opportunities to return, it doesn't seem like. But no. Yeah. Uh, kicking a B for right now, but that has gotten better. I obviously we've yeah. missed some, but it, it has gotten better. So that's going to go up. I think, especially with, you know, Drew Stevens, I think he's going to be our, our yeah. kicker and then punting, obviously a plus. I mean, I, I could put like 20 pluses after a for Tory Taylor <laughs> Pun- GPA of a 3.4 is winning. Yep. Punting, punting is, is winning, winning. Yep. especially for Iowa. Yeah. Um, but a GPA of a three point no, four—that's kind of what I had yeah. in college. So I will, I will take that. There you go. And, and then you look at this real quick. I mean, you, so the defense is a two, and then you—you you, would you say that the D or excuse me, the offense is a two, the defense is a four point oh eight, and and the special teams at three point four. I mean, if we got our offense to like a three, three and a half as well, like a three, a three, yeah. Ser- seriously, I you know we would be. A very very good football team, a hundred percent. I mean, because and, uh, and our it's just crazy how our offense holds us back so much and and limits our potential. Really, it yeah. does. Because a three, like, because you're you're looking at our special teams right here, B B B plus A plus. That's a three point four. If you're just at a three, that's like lower Bs, maybe some upper Cs. That's all I ask for. If we right, if if our entire offense, if we had a couple B minuses and a couple C pluses. I will take that in a heartbeat. We're just asking to be average. And, and then maybe no. one position, like kind of yeah. like running backs, like right, in, right, right. in the A's. But everything yep. else, if it's B minus, B minus, C plus, C plus, C, I mean, I will take that. But apparently that's and yeah. I mean, when, you have, when you've when you've given a quarterback grade of a D, an offensive line grade of a D, <laughs> and a wide receiver grade of a D plus, it you're going to be very limited. That's yep. just the way it is. So. And and you might ask the listeners, like, God, you guys are pretty harsh. But when you look at the stat rankings, which I'm going to share right now, um, it's not, you know, it's not our fault that we're ranking them like this. You know, scoring offense, we are 120th in the country, 17 points. And a lot of that's because of our defense. 
We're right. actually dead last if you t- if you factor if you don't factor in defensive touchdowns. But this actually factors in defensive touchdowns. Total offense, we are dead last, and it's not an, honestly not even close. The 130th team is like 40 yards more than us mm-hmm. at 232 yards per game. Rushing, oh, 115. Passing offense, 124. Like, are you kidding me? We're only at 131 yards a game, really? But then you look at a defense, it's like, holy shit. Rushing defense, six. Passing defense, 14. Total defense, six. And score, or total defense, yeah. And then scoring defense, number one, 5.75 points per game. So, yeah, I think I think our, I think our GPA kind of lines up really well with the stat rankings. Yeah, I mean stats don't lie. So you 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 know that's that's gonna be, you know, the biggest truth out there is, yeah. is what what you put out on the field. And we, you know, obviously if you watch Iowa, you know it's night and day difference when when you've got one of the two sides of the football. Uh, it just team out, team out on the field. It sucks. You bring that up. It sucks because every time the offense goes out there, I feel bad. And I wish, why can't we just like, I don't know, like be able to see a team go out there and actually feel somewhat confident. You're not going to score on every right. drive. I get that. But like you at least feel like somewhat confident that, Hey, this is a drive that we're going to go down the field. Like I never feel like the way I always just, no, I, I this immediately is really think, the, yeah, right. this is the first year I've, I've really, it's weird. I know it. Like when you're at the game and you know, you, you speak from experience like this year, it's like they, they go out there and you automatically just assume it's a three and out. And when yep. they get like a first down, throw of 10 yards you me and you it's like we look at it's each like, other we like, cheer like, yeah it's like a miracle yep. it, it, and it's that's like, what holy it's game shit. That's, hell that's is what frozen it's over to. yeah and and that might result in the only first down of the drive right like and, and that might be it and you're just like okay yeah it's great it's so it's 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 a tough it's tough to watch um and and that's why you know i it, i think you're right i think it does start and end with the offensive line and until that really improves Spencer's not going to be super comfortable. Yep. The running backs aren't going to be able to, you know, do a whole lot, but I think it's a work in progress. I if, don't know. Hopefully it's getting better. I I'm seeing slight improvements. If there was one grade that I would love to see, like at the end of the year, like a B or up it's offensive line, because that just, yeah. that is like what makes everything turn is the offense line. You have good offense yeah. line play. Your quarterback's going to be a little bit better because once again, with Petrus and you just said it, when he when he's not under pressure and you know he has a good offensive line to work with and he he has a good arm he's gonna make some plays here or there I mean he's still gonna throw some balls that aren't very good I mean it's just who he is but more times than not it's not gonna be bad if he has good time in the pocket um and then yeah everything just kind of um kind of falls under there so yeah if there's one position I would love to see the grade to improve it's definitely offensive line so we will visit this again actually. It'll be perfect uh, right before the bye week. I love where the bye ends this year or where it is. It's right in the middle of the season. So we'll have our midterms after the Illinois game, and we'll kind of see where we're at going into uh, the Ohio State game, which, um, yeah, looking forward to that game. Let's just we don't, say that. We don't need to look forward that far, do we? Well, <laughs> let, let's just let's just see what we look like this week. I mean, if, I was going to say if yeah, if we look you know. at if we get blown out this week, then, yeah, I'm I'm really not looking forward to that game. Now, if we look, you know, somewhat decent, I mean, what I it's still that game is just it's I don't know. I don't care what you I guess the more I think about it, I don't care what we look like this week, regardless if we're good or bad. It's just that game is just not looking promising at all. It needs right. to be an 11 a.m. game for I don't even think we have any chance, but just to have some sort of at least like being like a respectable game where we're like somewhat 
close-ish. 11 a.m. Yep. game is like the only. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, big noon kickoff. Just my real thoughts on this. I just, I like you were saying, I love Joe Klatt. I love Gus Johnson. And I love Jenny Taft. Um, but I hate that it's it's the 11 a.m. game. Yep. Um, just because for us, like going to the game, you you number one, you get barely any time to tailgate, which sucks. And I don't care if it's the first game of the season. I was saying that at the beginning of this, uh, you know, long ago. I was saying, you know, I love the first game, maybe being an 11 a.m. game because you can get back, watch some good games on that first weekend because there always is. But like right now, I'm no, I, I wish it was a night game. Right. I wish it was yep. a 2 30 or four o'clock game. Um, the Penn State game was, see, and that's what I don't understand is last year it was quote unquote the big noon kickoff. Yep. But they changed it to four o'clock or three, maybe. Maybe it was, I think it was maybe three o'clock, three or four. And I don't know why they didn't do it this time. It's whatever. I don't really care. Um, but it just does kind of suck. I don't know. I just, I would love to see Michigan walk into a, you know, a yeah. very, very hostile environment. It's still going to be hostile. I mean, it's still going to be a really good environment. Don't get me wrong, but it would have been a lot better if it was a night game. I mean, that Nevada game a couple weeks ago. Um, our first night game since 2019, and even though it was r- miserable weather, it was still like awesome. Like the buzz, the environment was still awesome because it was a night game, and like I just yeah. kind of I just <laughs> wish it was a night game or at least like a four o'clock game where it kind of turns into night by the second half. Yep, just kind of my two cents. It just sucks because right now we're in this situation in the Big Ten, like we're never gonna really be on like eight, like an ABC night game, and so the the biggest game of the of the week is going to be the big name kickoff. So if Iowa ever has a really big game, it's more than likely going to be 11 a.m. game on Fox. And that's kind of where my problem kind of lies. So. Right, right. Yeah, well, and I'd love to know the stats. You know what, you know, Jim Harbaugh talks about, this is the place where top five teams come to come to die, right? Yep. So what are the stats in, in saying that were all those games like night games? I feel like they yeah, had they been were. afternoon or night games. Night games, And yeah. so I, I don't remember – yeah, a top team coming in at 11 a.m. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then maybe that's not a great sign for Iowa. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, when I think about these type of matchups in Kinnick, I, I do. I, I go back to like a late afternoon night game as well. So it is different. It's just a different feel, I think. I mean, obviously, if we were on the road, I'm all for right. 11 a.m. game. Right. But yep. yeah, with Kinnick and, I, and stuff like that. And like I said, the environment's still going to be great, but it just well, wouldn't be better. If it when was. Iowa played Michigan – in Kinnick, it was a night game the last time we beat them. 2016, and the last, yeah. And the last time we played on the road at Michigan, wasn't it like an 11 a.m. game or something? Yep, 2019. We a shitty, yeah, 20, small scoring 20, game. Maybe 2018, yeah, it was like 7-3 to three or 10-3. Yeah. 10-3. to three. Right. Like, really? Can't, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and it's but, almost got, well, I'm, I'm not predicted, but it's almost kind of got a feel like that, like a very low, I mean, maybe yeah, it could. a little low scoring game. I don't know. Now, I will say this, though, with a new TV contract, so it's going to be nice because obviously you're going to have Fox at noon, you're going to have CBS at 2.30, NBC. So I guess maybe there will be a chance that, like, yeah. you know, like if, if the, if the TV the contracts were now, maybe there is a chance that we were on the NBC game this week, you know, uh, the night game or maybe the CBS game at 2.30. So it's definitely going to be – I didn't even think about that before, but, yeah, that's going to be pretty cool because every year we're going to have at least one or two games where, you know, we're playing a Michigan or we're playing a Penn state at home and you know, it's going to be on one of those big time networks. And right. hopefully one of those years it's on NBC at night or CBS in the afternoon. So, so cool. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the Michigan preview and prediction. Um, 
just real quick on, on Michigan, just like, uh, obviously a lot of you guys probably already know much, much about Michigan. So I'm not going to really cover much about them. Uh, but this is the first road game for Michigan this year. They had their first four games at home, a really easy schedule. So you can maybe make the case that their rankings, their top 25 rankings, a little inflated just because they haven't really played anyone. Now, Maryland is a solid team and, you know, they took care of business. So I, I will give them that, but this is their first true road game. Uh, um, last year, we all know what happened. We lost 42 to three. I don't want to bring it up. Uh, not a good game. <laughs> now the first like five minutes, it was fine. Cause we got a three and out and then we drove down the field, but then the rest is history. Um, right. the last time they came to Kinnick, we were just talking, we won 14 to three in 2016. And that was, our, that was coming off a beat down. We lost at Penn state the week before, uh, 42 to 14. And so uh, going into that game, none of us felt good. I think everyone thought we were going to get our butts kicked, including I, and we ended up winning 14 to 13. So that's um, hopefully that is the case this weekend. Um, I was won the last four meetings against Michigan in Kinnick. So that's, that's a good trend too. Let's keep that up. Let's, let's make it five in the last five meetings after this year. So just offensively about them, they, they, they rely on Blake Corum stud running back averaging over close to 120 yards per game. Um, they rank second, in the big 10 behind Minnesota on that. Uh, JJ McCarthy, dual threat quarterback. We kind of all, we talked about that. Um, maybe the last podcast, obviously it used to be Cade McNamara, uh, but JJ McCarthy just has way more of um, an upside. Uh, yeah. A ceiling to him. And um, he had passed five touchdowns, no interceptions this year. They have Ronnie Bell back from last, last year. He got hurt like the first game of the season last year. So he's back. Um, so they, they have some stud receivers as well. Defensively, Dropped off a little bit from a year ago. You know, they lost Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo, and, and some other guys, but they're still not bad. And once again, they really haven't played anyone, so it's hard to know, but they are allowing only 109 yards on the ground and 135 yards through the air. So um, defense is still good, just not as good as last week or as last year, I should say. Um, and then their stat rankings, just real quick, total defense are eighth in the country, scoring defense are seventh. Total offense, they're 19th. And then scoring offense, they're actually first in the nation. Um, but once again, are those numbers a little skewed just because obviously they haven't right. played anyone? And you could make the case for Iowa too. Our defense stat rankings are up there. And you could yeah. maybe make the case, you know, are they are they a little skewed because we really haven't played anyone? I, I totally get that. So um that's why some of the some of that some of those things is just kind of hard to really look at and 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 really say, okay, this is the reason why this team is going to win. Or it's just, you know, one of those things. So Tyler, like always start with you, give you, um, you want to give me your preview or kind of what you're seeing and your prediction on that. Yeah. I, you know, obviously we've got what number, number four, Michigan coming to town, right. This weekend in Kinnick, you know, my heart, my heart wants to say, we're going to slay, slay another giant at home. And, and, I would I would love to go that route. I think with what I've seen so far throughout the season, our offense limits us in so many ways. And yeah. I mean, I look at a team like like Iowa State coming into Kinnick, a really you know, a good division one football program, more of the upper, you know, type of tier team, power five team that we were gonna play compared to what we've what we played in Kinnick previously, South Dakota State, Nevada. Um and we didn't do anything against that defense. And I'm not saying I mean, Iowa State might have a better defense in Michigan. I, you know, I'm not saying Michigan has a great defense. You just kind of laid it out there. But I just don't know if our offense is capable of doing a whole lot. I, I really don't. I mean, it was a great sign seeing 
what they did against Rutgers at Rutgers in a, in a in a good and good environment, and it was a great test. Our defense scored twice. I can't yeah. sit up here and and predict that our defense is going to get a pick six, a fumble recovery, and another interception. I can't sit up here and predict that. Now, I do think our defense, you know, the way that it plays, it's going to have opportunities to get turnovers. Will they turn that? Will they get a pick six off of it? I don't know. Will it, will it come down to our offense having to, you know, if we're on a short field, can they put the ball in the end zone? I don't know the answer to that question yet, uh, you know, and I'll find that out, you know, this weekend. Um, you know, again, my heart wants to say, well, let's slay a giant. Let's slay another top five giant in Kinnick. Uh, but my head's telling me that our offense is going to limit us or limit us a bit. Um, and it's going to put our defense in a couple of bad situations. Um whether we get behind a little bit and Spencer has to throw and he, you know, starts, you know, overcompensating, maybe throws a pick, fumbles, something like that. The offensive line doesn't hold up. I don't know. I've got Iowa losing at home 20 to 10 against Michigan. I just, I don't think, and I don't think our defense is, is supposed to give up 20 points. Like I said, I think our defense could give up like 13 points, 13, 14 points. But I think there's going to be a time where, where Spencer or or somebody, we might turn it over against Michigan, and they're going to get a short field and maybe capitalize. Yeah, so um, I've, I've got us losing twenty to ten. So you have us covering the spread plus eleven. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's the under again. Under. Which um, maybe you know I have no idea. I just think our defense is really good, so I'm gonna I'm gonna help have the under. Yeah. So kind of what you laid out is ex- kind of exactly what I'm thinking as well. Um, Offensively, I don't know if you knew this, but the last time we have gone 10 quarters of playing Michigan without scoring an offensive touchdown, been 10 quarters, so two and a half games. The last time it was like literally yeah. in, in 2016, and it was like the in the second quarter or something like that. It's been 10 quarters. That's and crazy. once again, Michigan's, this Michigan's defense isn't as good as years past, but it's still good. And our offense is pathetic <laughs> pathetic and in the last couple of years better than this year even though it was still not very good the last couple of times right, we played michigan right. but it's still better than than this year's what what we're seeing on the field i just yeah it's just it it's like where how are we going to score against this team i just that's do what not you have to ask yourself where, um, where where do we where do we go down the field yeah and, and get a drive where we are going to put the ball in the end zone when's I, the I, last time and i wish i i would love to crazy. research this when is the last time petrus has thrown a passing touchdown oh i have no idea i mean well i guess duh it, well, it was against nevada I didn't, or, yeah okay, okay but yeah duh, i didn't think about that okay well, before that before yeah that, I mean, he was been, he was it, there was what 10 10 he was one nine picks or 10 picks and a touchdown or something in the previous nine games, whatever the stat was, it's crazy. The reason why I say that is because I feel like if we somehow, like let's say we have a drive where we somehow get into the red zone, are we going to be able to put up that's more than three points? That's right. You know, are we? I just don't. I, yeah, I, just I gave him 10, so I gave, I gave a touchdown somewhere. I don't know if yeah, that's from the defense, the defense or, or that's or from offense. special teams or, yeah. Yeah. A running um, touchdown. I just hate I, I want to like like you're saying I love like heart said like I love to be like we're gonna win this game and you know we're gonna come out we're gonna be firing all cylinders we're gonna start fast we're gonna our defense is gonna play lights out offense is gonna do just enough and we're gonna win you know 17 to 13 or, or something along those lines but once again it's like 
where, how are we, I mean, 17 points, you know, Rob, Howe, his prediction was 24, 20. And it's like, where are you seeing 24 points out of this team? I, I mean, where are you seeing it? He has us winning 24, 20. He has us winning in his prediction or his preview and prediction on Twitter, which I was like looking at, he has yeah. Iowa winning 24, 20. The one thing I'll say, we, again, you have JJ McCarthy going to his first true yeah, hostile road environment. And I get that. I just, I agree with you. It's like, how many mistakes are we predicting him to make? Because where are we going to score? <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I'm going to go on. The, I'm just going to go on the land that we're not going to get lucky where we're going to get us a defensive touchdown. And I think if yeah. we do, I think we have a really good chance. But it's just like it's just that's too much to ask for. It's yeah, not going to happen. Predict, you can't. Predict yeah. That. And so I'm just going to say we're not going to. So then it's going to leave to okay, can the offense score a couple touchdowns? I just don't see it happening. We might get a few field goals. But I'm going to say Iowa finishes like six points. Um, wow. yeah. yeah. And I'm going to go – I just don't see us scoring touchdowns against Michigan. I just don't. Um, so I'm going to go six. And then I'm going to go um, Michigan 24. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you 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 waited out there. We actually had a better offense in years past, and we still couldn't score a touchdown. Yeah. Now, now Michigan's defense is down a bit, but so is our offense. So I think that equals itself out, and it's probably – way worse for us because we literally have that pathetic of an offense. We have the yep. worst offense in college football. Um, I don't know if that changed from week four to week or, you know, week three to week four there versus Rutgers, but I'm pretty sure we're still at the bottom. We are. So, and so, and you might be like, some people listening might be like, wow, 24 points against our defense. But once again, I mean, Michigan's offense is good and I love our defense, but we are, you saw against Rutgers second half, we are capable of giving up some just chunk yardage, just like that. Yeah. You know, right. Love right. Riley Moss, great player, but every single game, there's at least once or twice yeah. where he will give up a big play. And it's like, well, oh my gosh. And so like, I see them doing that a few times and, you know, and, before and you know it. Receivers are really good. Yeah. Really good. They're, they're actually like probably better overall and than years past. Yep. They've got could some I studs. See, could I see Petrus just turning the ball over and uh, on, you know, yeah, just like that. And then they're already, you know, in field goal range where they go right down the field and score. Like I just like things like that. And that's the reason why I'm giving them 24 yeah. points. I'm hoping yeah. I'm dead wrong. I'm hoping I'm like dead wrong in this entire prediction, but I just, I don't know. I going into the year, I felt really good about this game. I think I had, Iowa winning this game. I think you might've had them too. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but it's just the, yep. the offense has just turned me off so much in these big time games where it's just like, until yep. I see it, I, I just can't, I just can't. And, and I've been positive this entire year. I had them winning against South Dakota state. I had them winning against Iowa state. I had them winning against Nevada and then Rutgers. And so I, you could say, you know, wow, you're being really negative or, you know, people listening, but it, you know, I've been positive this entire year and I'm still positive. Like I'm hoping that I'm wrong. And I'm hoping that there's a chance that we look good, but I don't know. I'm just giving it 24-6. I think, yeah, it's going to come down to Michigan is going to have to make mistakes, and they're going, and our defense is going to have to come up big. Yeah. Right? Like McCarthy's going to have to have to throw that pick or two. Um, our special teams, Torrey Taylor is going to have to pin them deep quite a bit. We're going to have to hit on our field goals when, when we don't score touchdowns. Like just everything's going to have to go our way in a game like this, I think, to win. Yep. Because I, and and years past, I mean, I agree. Like our offense wasn't bad, and we still didn't score touchdowns. I mean, you made a good point. Like we are that bad this year on offense. Where's the points going to come from? I don't yeah, know. I don't Corey know. Corey Taylor can't and, kick. 
can't kick for touchdowns or punt for touchdowns. So how, what are and, you going to do? I don't know. And, and once again, Petrus plays way better on the road. And so, so that's, you know, that's a thing that we, we national, mentioned last podcast. Yep. National yep. TV, 70,000 fans. Is... Like I can already see him doing, making a dumb mistake. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's tough. Um, if we were in, in another thing too, is injuries too. I mean, I mean, I think you have to play that in a factor a little bit. Like sure. if we had Keegan Johnson, if we had a healthy receiving core, if yep. we had, you know, YA black, and if we had Jamari Harris and Terry Roberts, hopefully Terry Roberts still plays. They, they haven't ruled him out, but let's, I'm just going to say he's probably not going to, if we had yep. those guys, we had Justin Jacobs, I would feel way more confident, but, and I'm not saying those are the reasons why I think we're going to lose. Cause I think even with them, I would still take Michigan probably maybe just a little bit closer. Um, so I'm just, I'm hoping I'm dead wrong on all this. It's not, I'm not using the reverse psychology or whatever. Yeah. Hoping, I mean, I, I truthfully think that's how it's going to play out. I'm just, I'm hoping that it doesn't work that way. So not betting the game. That's for sure. I know yeah, I, on, yeah, a, on wager winners, I took away. Rutgers plus eight and I lost that one. So all right, let's get to the mailbag real quick, um, and then we'll wrap up this episode. Uh, Tommy asks, uh, why can't DeGene play offense? I think we answered this a couple episodes ago, yeah. um, and I think we both said we would love to. I would take him in a heartbeat at quarterback or wide receiver or whatever the hell you want to put him at. Wildcat. Um, maybe besides guy. offensive line, but yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, anywhere. It's just, it's parents, and he's never going to. And I think someone actually, I think someone asked him, and they he just kind of shot down the question. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He, under parents. he takes it as a joke and it's like, well, yeah, yeah shouldn't, shouldn't I could seriously see him being better than. Yeah. Know. Uh, Michael asks when Charlie Jones left while Keegan Johnson was still injured. Cause yeah, Keegan Johnson was injured pretty much the entire off season. Why didn't we go out on the portal and see what options we may have had? So once again, because of, Ferentz. It's we have to re, we have to real remember who the head coach is. And I love Ferentz. Don't get me wrong, love him. Does he hate but the portal? There's just yeah, he just seems like a type of guy. He's old school. Doesn't like. I mean, think about how many portal guys have we gotten over the years. Now oh, we yeah. we've been pretty fortunate. We haven't had many that have left, but we don't really go in the portal very much. I mean, one yeah. wide receiver that I could think of that we got was back in like 2013. We got um, and I forgot what his name was. Damon Powell. We got him. And he ended up not really doing a whole lot for us. Uh, yeah. He scored a couple touchdowns in his career at Iowa, but you know, it's just we just something we don't do. And we, yeah, we should have. You know, when Charlie Jones left, we knew Keegan Johnson was hurt. Maybe at the time, maybe we didn't know that. Maybe they didn't think that he was going to be out. Freaking like what he's been out, but yeah, they maybe should have gone out and got well, at least say. a guy that is, <clears throat> um, yeah, somewhat you know has experience, different things like that. I'd say I, I think I there's a couple positions on offense where I think we could go out into the yeah, portal and get portal. some yep. get a get a player. And here's the thing. If if Keegan leaves in the offseason, which I think is a really good chance, um, you know, if we yeah. see some other wide receivers leave, you know, what if Arlen Bruce leaves? I mean, they're gonna need to go out in the portal and get some guys because you can't yeah. just I mean, I I think Alec Wick might turn it out to be decent for us, but you cannot rely on on walk-ons to be able to compete in well, the Well, we saw that what it what it looks like early in the season, right? Yeah. So it's not good. <laughs> um, Jackson, is it time to say we need a new offensive line coach? Just because obviously, yeah, the last two years it hasn't been great. Um, yeah, I I would love to see this. I would love to see Brian step down as offense coordinator, go back to offensive line coach. It's where he yeah. is best positioned at. It's what it's what he played, it's what he coached in the NFL. He is an offensive line coach. 
He's that's where he needs to be at. And when he was the O-line coach for us back in prior to 2017, our offensive line was really good. Um, I thought our offensive line was good when um, I forgot what his name is, but his, he's now at Wyoming as the offensive coordinator. When he was the O-line coach for 2017 through 2020 or something like that, our offensive line was pretty good. But yeah, ever since this new guys came in, it, it has not been good. And I don't know what the problem is. Um, guys aren't developing really. I know Colby says it all the time. Like we are getting highly rated guys for yeah. stars, right? And yep. it's just like, why are these guys not turning in or blossoming into what they were going coming into the into Iowa? And so, yeah, it doesn't really make much sense. I don't know. I it, well, you talk about you talk about how you got to produce to keep a job. I mean, yeah. you're starting to see starting to see the offensive line be in the same sort of category as some other positions on offense, just not getting better. You're not seeing the development. You're not seeing the improvement over the course of a season. Like we're, yeah, we're at the quarterly, you know, over the quarterly report now, like it's, it hasn't gotten better really. It hasn't. It struggle. It continues to be, you know, a major weakness. And that's, I, I I would agree. I mean, I, I think that wouldn't hurt to go out and get a new coach. I mean, you might need someone fresh, a new, you know, a new face in there. And what sucks is like with Kirk, I mean, that's his bread and butter too, is offensive line. And it's right, just, right. I just don't understand how it can be so bad. I mean, it's, right. it's not the worst unit in college football, but it's definitely not up there, which is just something that it shouldn't be happening at Iowa. Um, and then the last question, Brian, realistically, who would you want as offensive coordinator BF was to leave or get fired? Um, this one's tough because there's so many names you can call out. I just want a guy that has that is an offensive minded coach. I would like to go out. I mean, this is this is realistic, right? Now, unrealistically, you could say, Oh, I want Lane Kiff, you know, Lane Kiffin, or I want someone like that. That's unrealistic. Realistically, go out and get an offensive coordinator at a school that's in like the Sun Belt or in the Mac and 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 has prove in the last couple of years because if you go you go look at some of those offenses i mean you saw what georgia southern did to nebraska 600 yards like there are some good minded offensive coordinators probably out there right guys that have some experience that you know bring their entire playbook i wouldn't mind that you know that's realistic you know someone that obviously is going from you know some belt to you know they would probably come to Iowa more money, big 10. Like why, yeah. why wouldn't they now? Like unrealistically. Yeah. Like I would love to have someone like Lane Kiffin or someone, some big minded offensive minded guy, but that's unrealistic. Realistically go out, get someone from the Sun Belt, get someone from um, conference USA or, or the Mac that has proven success and has been doing good the last couple of years. Get someone like that. Yeah. I think, I think that, or, you know, like I I'll compare it to kind of like, you know, and that the, the Vikings had a really bad offense before Kevin O'Connell got there, but it was just the change of change of face, right? It was a yeah. young offensive minded head coach slash offensive coordinator. And I just think that that provides provides that kind of energy. You know, we are set on defense and the we, way, yep. co- you know, way college football, not even college football, NFL, everything's going is is towards offense, right? Offense, offense, offense. And it seems like we are just stuck in the mud, stuck in the mud. To, when it comes to offense and it, we need, I agree. Like we, we need a change of either system or coach or something, something. It is not working. 
So I'm just like looking, I know my screen was down cause I was trying to type on my other computer while you were talking there. <clears throat> I'm looking at like total offense right in the country. And you got teams like Georgia Southern at 10th, Western Kentucky at 11th, Tulsa at 13th, SMU at 14th, you know, go out and look at some of these offensive coordinators. See if there's, obviously you don't want to just take a one-year sample, but it's like some of these schools, the last couple of years have been proven. Right. You you can't tell me that the, that offensive coordinator wouldn't leave to come to Iowa um, as long as you tell them like, yeah, you're we're, we're not, you don't have to switch up. Cause like, obviously if Kirk says, well, you have to run our offense and yeah, they right. you want but that like, total, give them total control, but yeah, you can't sure. tell me that they wouldn't come to Iowa way more money. I mean, you're talking like Brian Ferentz right now is making close to a million. I guarantee you the offensive coordinator for Georgia Southern is making like 200 K. Um, and so, and you get a coach in the big 10, it's a good school, obviously a good program. So I go out and, and find someone, you know, in that, you know, yeah. you know, that area, Fresno State. I mean, like, I'm just looking here, like the top 25, UTSA, um, North Texas, right? Like these schools that are like in their, their yards per game are up there. But once again, I don't want to take a one-year sample either. Like if, if you're really wanting to hire someone good, you got to find an offensive coordinator that's been do that's been proven. That's it's not just one year. It's the last couple of years. Their offense has been good. Right. That's right. What I and I think, I think firing Brian Ferentz is unrealistic. I think you're right. Moving back to like offensive line. Yeah. That's what I would offensive love. Like, line coach where, where, yeah. Take a step down. That's, you know, like you said, you, you have to be, if you're not good at what you do. You don't keep your job in most well, occupations yeah. or jobs in this world that we live in. So just because you're the coach's son, I mean, it doesn't, I feel like that's not an exception to that rule. So I, I don't he's, think necessarily fire him, but but put him back, like you said, put him back to offensive line coach where he, he's been there and done that and knows yeah. the intricacies of, of the offensive line. I have a feeling unless like we take a dramatic turn and we, our offense just magically starts looking a lot better this year where we go into next year feeling optimistic. I just don't see any circumstance where he is going to be offensive scoring next year because I do think – I don't think he'll get fired, but I think he will leave. I think he will, he, and he even kind of said it to Chad when they did that right, interview, right. you know, it's just one of, you know, you're always going to be looked at as like the coach's son. And I just think at some point he's probably going to look himself in the mirror and be like, I need to go somewhere else. Like this it's is a not, disservice to the team. Yeah. And it's, the key. Yep. Right. And right. Right. Just being in the family business. It's just not a good thing. And, and maybe he will go, maybe he'll go back to the NFL. Maybe he'll go to take a, different role at a, maybe a smaller school. Maybe, maybe he'll be offense coordinator at, you know, uh, uh, FCS school or, or whatever position coach at a, a group of five school or something like that. Like, you know, just to maybe get his feet wet and then work his way up again. I don't know. I, I just, I, I really don't think he'll be back as offense coordinator next year. As long as if it continues the way it's continuing this year, there's just no way right. you can't. And, and you're exactly right. It's not a one-year sample size. This is dating back to, to 2017. Five. Yeah, five years. I mean, that's really what it is. We had we had a entire episode pretty much dedicated to our <laughs> offense back in July or early August, where we're going through each season and, yep. and looking at the averages, and it's like, holy yep. shit, how does this guy have a job still? And then you, you weren't we it weren't even just, fact we weren't even right. factoring in this year because obviously we didn't. Right. Know. Well, I was gonna say factor this, this year, year it goes down the lowest, even more. Lowest yeah. of lows, and it's finally. I mean, it's finally hit what I would consider what is like rock bottom for an offense. Yeah, and, terrible. And you, if you can't get better and we lose a lot of games, especially all the important big games, I think you're right. I think there has to be some sort of yeah. change. At the especially end of the with how good the defense is. Like, you just can't justify. Exactly. You can't justify keeping the guy. Right. And like I said, I don't think he'll ever get fired just because it's just not something Gary Barta would do or Ferentz would do. 
right. but I think he will eventually, I think he would leave or maybe step down and, and become a different, you know, position coach for Iowa. But even that though, it's just like, I don't see that being realistic I, because he might still want, you know, his hands in the water. Input with and sure. Yeah. So it's no. just like, maybe the best thing would be for him just to leave, just, right. just leave, just go somewhere else and, and have, hopefully have success there. Yeah. All right, let's get into wager winners real quick, and then we'll wrap up this episode. Uh, once again, last week did terrible. Um, I don't even want to give you my record, but I I'm right now at seven and thirteen, which is not good. I need a solid week. I need to go five and zero this week. I need to go five and zero like the next like three weeks to make up for <laughs> this pathetic performance by me. But yeah, we'll start with you, Tyler. Nine, ten, and one. So yeah. you're you're a lot doing a lot better than I am. So well, I you know I've I had a four and one week. Followed up by a one in four week to put me back under 500. So, yep. uh, gotta, gotta get it right this week. So started off here real quick. I got Illinois at Wisconsin. I'm taking Wisconsin minus seven. Um, you know, I know, you know, they got demolished by Ohio state. I think they're going to take some pride in that, that home game against, against Illinois. I think it's a bad spot for Illinois going on the road against a kind of an embarrassed Wisconsin team, giving up 50 some points. Um, and I know Wisconsin's offense is not great. I just think that they can. I think they can beat Illinois by more than more than seven points. So I'm going to go there. Uh, I got Washington minus two and a half at UCLA. Washington's actually surprisingly a pretty good Pac-12 team. Um, they got a really good offense with Penix Jr. transfer from Indiana. Um, their offense has been clicking, and I think that could be kind of a little bit of a high-scoring game. Um, so I got them minus two and a half. Uh, Purdue at Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota right now, the Big Ten West is you know, clearly I think, you know, big or the team to beat. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't think Aiden O'Connell is going to play that game. And I think that's why the spread is probably what it is. Also Minnesota's defense, you know, is really really good. good. And they played a not great Michigan state team, but it's still Michigan state at Michigan state and and Minnesota's offense is, is clicking right now. So I got Minnesota at home minus 12 and a half. They're, they're definitely the team to beat in the big 10 West right now. Um, North Carolina State plus six and a half at Clemson. I just think, you know, Clemson coming off of a huge kind of emotional victory at Wake Forest, you know, in overtime um, might come back down to earth a little bit. I'm not saying Clemson will lose that game, but North Carolina State's pretty dang good as well. Um, I think those two teams are like probably the best two teams in the ACC. Um, and they have a good defense. So I, I like them plus six and a half. And then I got Colorado, Arizona. Colorado is just terrible. Like they might be the worst power five yeah, team is, right is now. Arizona even is Arizona. I know, but literally, dude, Colorado has played some not great teams. Like Air Force, they've literally gotten blown out like forty to fifteen, like every game. And now, sure, this week they'll win at Arizona. So because I, you know, I'm picking you them for a wager them. winner. But seventeen and a half is a lot of points. It is. I just Colorado is that bad, and I just I looked at the recent games like they literally are terrible. So I'm gonna go Arizona at home minus seventeen and a half. Man, it's not what gonna be you, it's not gonna be good for Purdue if if they lose this week. They'll be well, in conference play. And that's what I'm like. Do they Three just losses. play play O'Connell because like they really need this win? Like probably, but. Yeah, it's, I just think I just think Minnesota is so good, dude. Yeah, not good for them. All right, my wager winners. I'm taking uh, TCU plus six and a half at home against Oklahoma. They are undefeated against the spread this year. TCU is. I don't think they'll win this game, but you're giving me six points at home. Like I'm gonna take that. Uh, Michigan State plus eight and a half at Maryland. This one, like I could definitely see it going the other way, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hope that Michigan State Mel Tucker. They got blown out two games in a row that they will go on the road 
Maybe the line's a little inflated. I don't know. And, you know, maybe win, but if not, only lose by eight points. Like, touchdown. Yeah. Give me that. Uh, West Virginia at Texas. Texas coming off, obviously, a game where they were up 31 to, what was it, 31 to 14 or something like that, or 31 17 um, in the, you know, in the fourth quarter, and they lose that game. West Virginia, we just saw last Thursday go on the road at Virginia Tech and, and pretty easily win that game. I, I bet Virginia Tech, and I shouldn't have. West Virginia just controlled that game. Plus, they have a couple more days of of rest uh, because they played on Thursday. So I'm taking them nine and a half on the road. Indiana at Nebraska. I'm taking Nebraska coming off a bye. Hopefully they may, you know, their defense is still horrible, but Indiana is not very good either. <laughs> and I would, I trust that Nebraska's offense will at least be able to put up some points. Yeah. Similar to like what like Cincinnati did against Indiana last week. If, in, if Nebraska can get to like 40 some points this game, like Indiana maybe gets in the twenties. Like I think they, they should Great. easily cover. And they're also coming off a bye as well. So give me Nebraska uh, to win that. And then Oklahoma State at Baylor. I'm going to ride with Baylor minus two at home. Um, and then a game that I was going to do if the line changed was Iowa State on the road at Kansas. It's right now Iowa State minus three. If it went down to two and a half, I would take Iowa State. But that three is what's killing me because yeah. I just don't know how that game's going to go. I could see Kansas winning, but I could also see Iowa State easily winning the two as well. So I'm not doing that game even though – I really kind of want to, but I, I want to see the line go down by a half point. If I want Kansas to football, have could you believe we'd ever say mm-hmm. that they'd be an undefeated, actually not bad team? I don't know how they're not ranked. I, yeah. I know that's another probably that's topic of conversation, but so dumb how they're not. Yeah, you know, Joe. I, I, I watch mean, a lot of Joe Klatt's stuff, and he he was the same way. He's like, how if you're if you're like an AP voter and you're like watching college football, how do you not rank Kansas? Uh, yeah, and they they have they have that. like one loss teams in their and he, and he made the justification that it's because they were ranked in the preseason. Like Pitt's still ranked like like 20-something because they were ranked in the preseason. preseason. They had a really bad loss. But yeah, they're still ranked because you know they don't want to look not credible because they had them ranked in the preseason. It's a joke. I don't know. That's kind of all. I don't really like the AP voting. Yeah, that's why I can't wait for college football playoff right, rankings. Right, right. Um, but yeah, with like Kansas, it is just amazing. I mean, like we were talking in the last episode – Iowa State every year prior to this year, that's a tr- that's an easy chalk of wins. Like when Iowa faces Rutgers at home, right, or yeah. Iowa faces Illinois at home, and it's just like you just automatic. It's just like a that's a win. Like that's a win. Now I don't yeah. care what happens, yeah. that's a win. And now right. you just can't really do that anymore with like this Kansas team that's actually pretty good. And you know you got to actually go in there and play a good game to to beat them. Else else you're gonna fall to zero and two in conference play for Iowa State. And, and we 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 looked at Iowa State's schedule. They have a tough schedule. I mean, yeah, like I said, do. they, they yeah. go on the road at Texas, go on the road at TCU, still have to play or at on the road at Oklahoma State, still play at Oklahoma. Like they need to win this game. You cannot afford to start 0-2 in the conference play considering you have to you have some big games coming up. So right. um yeah. Well, that is it for this episode, Tyler. All we got. Um, all right, man. That's, that's all we got. Um, big game this weekend, big showdown, big new oh. kickoff. Um, hopefully my prediction's wrong. To say hopefully, hopefully we're hopefully wrong, your man. prediction's wrong. And hopefully we can um, have a good episode coming up on Sunday, you know, talking like a great win, right? Going into Illinois week, which is a night game, another night game for Iowa football, which I love. I love like road night games. Cause once again, like last weekend was awesome. Watch college football all day. And then you you have something to look forward to at night with, with the Iowa game. And so I really like that. Um, So I'm I'm pumped for that weekend again. So hopefully we're coming off a, a, a really big time win. 
So, all right, Tyler. Well, I'll see you in a couple days. Uh, thank you guys all for listening. As always, make sure you you leave a review, you rate us, whatever you have to do um, to get this podcast out. We greatly appreciate that. So we will talk with you guys soon. Go Hawks.